0: Today on the Simplicity Beckons podcast, I have the opportunity to interview Marissa Donnelly. Marissa is a bonus mom who entered her son's life when he was eight years old. In addition to being mom, she's a writer, editor, coach, and teacher who has founded a writing and editing service called Be A Light Collective. As a non-traditional parent, Marissa realized that there was a real lack of resources and content for different various family styles. And so as a result, she founded Momish Moments and has co-founded Step-by-Step Parents. In addition to her busy work schedule and full time role as mom, Marissa identified a distinct need for 2020 and this year has opened up her own in person homeschool, Donnelly's Daily Apples. There's no doubt about it, she wears many hats and she's very busy, but I am so excited to have the opportunity today for her just to chat with me and open up about approaching the holidays as a bonus mom listen in and I hope you enjoy. Hi, Marissa. Welcome to the Simplicity Beckons podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, great. Thanks so much for having me. This is so exciting. We are excited to have you on and just to hear a little bit more about your story and kind of what you have going on right now. But before we get too far, could you just introduce yourself and your family and maybe just share a little bit more about your story? Sure. Um, I will give you the shortened version because it can tend to be a little crazy. Um,
1: basically, let's see where do I even begin? Um, I am a writer, editor, coach, and teacher. I founded a writing and editing services business called Be a Light Collective a couple years ago, and with the pandemic. Um, my boyfriend's son has dyslexia, so I actually opened an in person homeschool in our house uh, that now serves six students, which is called Donnelly's Daily Apple. So, those are the two main things I do for work. And then, personal, um, I met my boyfriend and his son almost four years ago, and it was a very um, one of those like serendipitous moments where you're unexpected and you kind of figure out as you go along the journey, like it's exactly where you were meant to be. And that's really how I felt when I met my boyfriend and then met his son. Um, And because my boyfriend has a son and has him full-time, I just jumped right into a motherhood role. So my story is also being a bonus mom. And that is kind of, as a writer, inspired me to just want to share content about what it means to be a mom, be a bonus mom, how to navigate like all these new facets of my life and other parents who have non-traditional parenting stories. So um, I also started a uh, website and platform called Momish Moments and then co-founded Step-by-Step Parents with another step-parent, uh, Franco Zavala, who I met actually through just sharing about my motherhood journey. journey. So that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> so you have nothing going on. Goodness, you have your yep, hands no. so full. That's a lot.
0: How yeah, awesome.
1: It's, it's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. And I think especially with like my my parenting story, I just was looking so much for resources and other people i could connect with because you know being a mom but not really a mom was a very mm-hmm. weird place to be so it just really inspired me to just get busy and has you know taken over as as you know motherhood takes over your life so it's really become a huge part of my story that i'm just so excited about and thankful for
0: totally how old is he he is 11 will be 12 in okay. december so here in a couple weeks okay that is Great. And I love hearing your heart with that because I think you're right. There are so many families um, that are blended or like you said, there's bonus parents and it's just, there is a lot of different family styles out there right now and not as much content. I think that can be easy to find for different types of family. And so I think it's really neat that you, took this and you, like you said, you were just like meant to be in this time and place. And now you have created all of this and just really built this following around your family and being able to be a bonus mom. So that's really sweet. Thank you. means a lot. So I know we have the holidays approaching and family can be challenging with the holidays to begin with and then I feel like especially this year you throw in everything with the pandemic and just the uncertainty and 2020 is just kind of all over the place with holidays and a lot of people are trying to figure out what is that going to look like what is it going to look like for our family personally how are we going to be able to like Fit in everything. I know we have even been feeling that way. So, as a bonus mom, how do you and your family approach the holiday season? How have you guys done it in the past? And maybe what are you thinking of doing this year? Really good question. Um, I really struggled in the first couple
1: of years just because, as a bonus mom, I felt like I didn't really know my identity in the family. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very easy in your own family unit. I mean, not easy. It was really hard at first, but it's when you're in your own family unit, it becomes easier to figure out, okay, this is my place and role in this space, but then kind of moving outward to the other circles around you, it is challenging. And I think one of the things I really struggled with was figuring out my own boundaries and then my own, um, like where I could stand up for myself in a sense and really say like, this is what I it, what I value. This is what's important to me. So in my unique story, my boyfriend has his son full-time. So because of that, I have his son full-time, um, mm-hmm. which is really wonderful, actually, and has really been an interesting dynamic to go from being, oh, I'm single, starting a business, living my life, <laughs> to, oh, now I am a mom who is very responsible for all of these you know things in terms of school and planning and life and events. So in my story, my um, boyfriend and his ex-wife, they will rotate the holidays and they um, they have a very open, like, conversations and back and forth about how that works, which I'm really blessed to have. Um, and actually, his ex-wife and I get along fairly well, which is also such a wonderful blessing. We've gone through kind of up and downs along the road, and now it's in a place where we are able to have open communication. And I think that's really where a lot of, when you get to the dilemmas around the holidays, I think a lot of that can be avoided in that open conversation. So just really talking about you know, hey, does this work? How do you feel about this? This is what we were thinking. You know, what are your thoughts? And kind of managing a schedule. I think sometimes there's a challenge because, you know, consistency isn't always there. You know, when you're working with so many different people, you know, you have, maybe there's an ex involved, there's, you know, ex's family, there's your family, there's your significant other's family. Um, It can be challenging. And I think my unique challenge is when you don't have a, quote, set role, You know, my family is not related to my boyfriend's son per se. So, kind of advocating for us to spend that family time is different and looks different than somebody who is blood related. But I think, again, that open communication. And then what I've really found is trying to lead with love and just have a very like open heart towards everything. Like, I'm coming from a place of I just want to spend time with my son, I just want to build memories and I want to keep it positive while not stepping on other people's toes in the process.
0: And that can be such a juggle. I feel like communication is especially critical this year for all families. Like I know with the pandemic, oftentimes what we're seeing now is within families, you know, you might have one family unit feel a certain way and then another family unit feel a different way. And things can get really tense or it can get just really hard and complicated when we're just not open and honest and like Mm -hmm. communicate. And like you said, lead with love. Like I think a lot of it is setting those boundaries and just saying, hey, this is where we're at this year as a family and we're going to advocate for that. And this is kind of, you know, what we are hoping to do because so often it can be frustrating. Like I even think with my husband or my son, like If you don't communicate and you just expect things out of them, you know, how can you expect them to read your mind? And so Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself that, like, wait, take a step back. Have I even communicated what I'm thinking here? That's a great point. Yeah, it's, I'm notorious for being like, well, everybody should just know how I'm feeling.
1: Right. Because it's obvious. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, actually, you're not mind readers.
0: Weird. (laughs) So here on our podcast for Simplicity Beckons, one thing that we kind of repeat over and over again is we really believe that each step we take to simplify, we allow ourselves to focus on what's most important, creating a more fulfilled and better life. So how do you feel like simplicity and intentionality have impacted the way you parent? Oh my goodness. That's so, that question just resonates with
1: me so much because my early years of my bonus mom journey, I was trying to do and be everything because I felt Mm. this responsibility of like making up for lost time, if you will. Like coming in when my boyfriend's son was eight, I felt like I had missed out on so many years. Um, And actually, when I came into his life, uh, we were just discovering like really what his learning disabilities were about and me having a teacher background and really coming in and saying, wait a second, this isn't working. What's going on? What's happening in the Mm -hmm. school? What type of education is he getting? So it really like I became not only primary mother figure in the day to day, but also advocate and also like trying to do everything all at once. And it was a real challenge and really, really emotionally hard because I felt like I was pouring out and pouring out and then not really knowing how to ask for help or not really knowing how to express my frustration and feeling like I was in a way losing parts of myself to try to grow this family unit. So it was a lot of trying to do and be and have these self-imposed really expectations of what I should look like as a mom. And once I really worked through those things, I really discovered that it's not about trying to do and be everything. It's more about just the day-to-day simplicity of showing up and loving. And I was worried so much about like, you know, am I doing enough? Is, you know, am I building all these memories? Is my, you know, my boyfriend's son going to feel that I love him? You know, am I going to all these meetings? You know, just all these things that I felt were so important. And when it really boils down to it, it's like the tiny moments in the everyday, not, not that you need to abandon, mm-hmm. you know, the big things or, you know, all of the crazy things that you're trying to do. But it really, like, when I cut it down to the simplicity of it, it's like, he just needs to know that I love him and that I'm going to be there no matter what. And whatever mm-hmm. else on the exterior will, it'll figure itself out. But really, that's the core. So getting down to that, like, simplicity was a, a relief for me. And it was also, like, a way for me
0: to show up more for myself and then in turn become a better mom. Yeah, that's great because you're right like i feel like it impacts you yourself and then also th- like your son and then the dynamic you guys share together and i can just see the challenges of like jumping in especially with an 8 year old like i think of 8 to 12 there's so much growth and change and those are just hard years to parent to begin with i feel like <laughs> and you're just jumping in you know like head first and that says a lot that you were able to kind of use your background and help advocate for him. I have a teaching background as well. And I feel like we could probably do a whole separate podcast just on that aspect. Like you're right. That's a full-time job there in and of itself is just helping someone identify those needs and how you can help them succeed with their education. And that can be exhausting and challenging. And I can't imagine trying to juggle all those roles of being like a girlfriend and a mom and, you know, teaching and running your own separate business. That's a lot on your plate. It was a lot. And I feel like I really struggled
1: with just accepting that it was a lot and saying like, I'm doing enough and I'm doing well. I felt like I was constantly like beating myself up for the things that I didn't do or getting angry at people for feeling like they didn't appreciate it because they didn't understand um, so it was a lot of growth I had in the first like two years of this whole thing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> like, bravo to you. That's a lot to take on at once. So one thing we love to ask all of our guests is just what's something you are simplifying in your life right now? And it can be in like any area and aspect of life. Oh, such a good
1: question. Um I think the virus has really made everybody stop and think about what's important. Um, I know it's done that for me. And, you know, I'm just the type of person that like will continue to like pivot and create things because that's just how my brain is. Like as a writer, I'm like always creating stuff. So when I realized that um, virtual learning wasn't going to work for my son, creating the homeschool was just like a natural next step. But then it was like one thing after another, after another. Um, And so what I'm really trying to do, especially right now, and like as I dove into this homeschool is just really like simplify the core moments of time that I'm spending with my family and making sure that like, even though I want to, and I'm going to be really excited about the homeschool and all of the things that go into that in terms of creating new resources and grading the student work and making things fun. Really, I'm tr- also trying to simplify like the time I spend with my family. And it's not mm-hmm. about, you know, what's the next thing or, you know, what are we doing, but more of like just enjoying the time and space together because that was as a fast paced, busy type of person. Mm-hmm. Having the quarantine really reminded me of the importance of just like day to day waking up, being around each other. You know, eating meals together, playing board games together, not having the pressure of we need to go out to eat or we should go do something outside of the house or like we have, you know, socialize. Like it was just a lot, uh, a reminder of what really matters is like
0: quality time and quality conversations. Yeah, that resonates with me. My personality is very similar. Like I want to go, 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 do, do, do. And it can be a huge struggle to find that work-life balance. And putting those boundaries in place, even for myself, like often I might think I have those boundaries in place, but then when it comes to like implementing them, I'm like, oh, I can do one more email or I can do one more thing, you know, like (laughs) it's hard to actually put it into practice. And COVID has helped me as well, kind of stop. And it's almost forced, you know, us to like re just look at everything and reconsider how we're doing everything. Mm -hmm. What, ages or grades are you working with with your homeschool fifth and sixth graders so it's a blend
1: okay. they um nine through almost 12
0: okay that's nice I wasn't sure if you were doing like a little bit of a lot of grades or just one or kind of what that looks like
1: yeah it was it really came out of um my, you know, my boyfriend's son's grade and needs, and then actually mm-hmm. some families that were connected to us. And then it just built into, you know, we're, we're leaning into this, like you should lean into this too. And all of a sudden I had a class of six. <laughs> I um, love that. It's yeah, it's really, it's really been a blessing actually, not only for the kids I feel who were struggling with the distance learning, but especially for mm-hmm. me, just seeing like the normalcy of the small group spending time together, doing fifth and sixth grade things, throwing a football at recess, like talking about, you know, whatever they're talking about. And it's, yeah. really, been, it's really been especially cool to hear them in casual conversation, like talk about things they're learning. Like I just like get choked up sometimes because I'm like, wow, like you are really learning and this is really actually purposeful
0: and fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. yeah. There's a reason to it. And what a blessing to those families because I know – one of the huge challenges and a lot of families, I mean, even this week and next week, I think are going through it. Our state just recently announced that I think all the kids are going back to virtual learning after Thanksgiving break. And it's been such a challenge for so many families to figure out great. Like how do I juggle work now? And how do I figure out how to support them at home? You know, all the back and forth is just hard to find that consistency and it's neat to see that people are getting creative and, People like you are stepping up and like seeing the need and trying to fill the need and be there to support not only your family, but other families.
1: Just how it unfolded just became like the absolute most necessary thing. Right. (laughs) Um, And it's just, it's really great to have the other students because my goal was like, yeah, I'm going to do this, you know, for our family. But when it became something bigger than that, I was like, oh, yes. Okay. I'm leaning into this. This is crazy. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've mm-hmm. taught in classroom settings, but then all of a sudden to be the, like have the freedom and also the responsibility mm-hmm. of choosing the curriculum, figuring out what we're going to do. How are we going to meet the standards? What are we going to cover? Mm-hmm. What books? You know, it was like, oh my gosh, but just day by day.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Day by day. That should be the mantra for 2020. <laughs> yeah. Day by day. <laughs> so on the theme of Christmas and holidays, we have been asking our guests just to share either a favorite Christmas or holiday tradition that you have with your family, or maybe a favorite holiday memory? So many good questions. Um, that was also a very
1: interesting part of like my bonus mom journey is realizing like oh i am responsible for creating these memories that mm-hmm. my child will have um and it's just weird because i feel like as a as a mom a traditional mom like you have your child and you have so many years of creating those memories before they can even remember them you know right um, right and coming in at age 8 I was like, oh, I have to like actually figure this out right now. And it's funny because the first Christmas that we had as a family in our first apartment, um, I was actually traveling to see my family in Chicago. And I was going to be gone the whole week of Christmas. And I forgot to even like think about decorating the house for Christmas. And I had like a little tiny tree And I was like, oh, my gosh, Santa needs to put presents under this tiny tree. Like, what am I thinking? You know, like, I just didn't think it through. And in terms of like, this is actually like my, not my sole responsibility, but like as a parent in the household, like, this is my responsibility. Like, get a tree, like, figure out what we're doing. And so like, the next year when we were more established in our first house that we rented, it was like, we went all out. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think like, we're really building tradition still and still trying to figure out what that looks like. I have a couple traditions from my family in terms of like food that we've always made that like when it was my responsibility to be like Thanksgiving cook, I was like, oh, we're going to also make spaghetti and meatballs because yes. And this is like a tradition, but also a funny memory is uh, my, my first Thanksgiving in, you know, my new family, I was so inspired to like, because we had our, our first home and I was like, okay, I'm going to make Thanksgiving, you know, like, babe, you're going to do the turkey, but I'm going to make like all the rest of the stuff, which was <laughs> undertaking, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was just so excited. And uh, I made my mom's, um, which has been passed down in our family, um, spaghetti meatballs. And I burned half of the meatballs and like totally wrecked the sauce. Oh. And, like it all turned out fine, but it was just like, of course, you know, like you try to like make everything perfect <laughs> and like do all these things. And it was funny because my boyfriend's family was able to be there, but my family wasn't able to come. So they were like a little bit disappointed because they weren't mm-hmm. there. And it just like turned out to be like not what I expected, but like such a still such a good memory of like, reminder of like, all that really matters is like spending time together, not the meatballs, not the burnt sauce, not the fact that like there was drama, but just like the enjoyment of like spending time around people and,
0: and leaning into that. That's what makes, you know, holidays a holiday. Right. Right. And I feel like so many people struggle with that every year. Like I know every year I struggle with myself and just the own expectations I put on myself. Mm-hmm. I can, I've done the same thing where it's like, okay, we're going to have this huge Thanksgiving meal or we're going to go crazy with Christmas decorations and gifts and our day's going to look just like, you know, a certain way. And then it just ends in tears because it's like, oh my gosh, I like, I'm not good enough to keep up with this. And I feel like every year around the holiday mm-hmm. season, I just have to remind myself like, you know, whatever gets done this year is what's supposed to get done. And I might not meet all my own expectations I have on myself, but it's really how am I loving on my family and just others and how are they feeling and feeling appreciated and loved in the holiday season and not necessarily am I getting my like to-do list done.
1: Mm -hmm. That's a lesson I'm
0: still learning like every day. (laughs) Oh, every, yeah. It is like the constant battle in my life. So, Do you guys have spaghetti and meatballs with all of your Thanksgiving food or is it just like separate? It's always it's always been a
1: like a side like a side dish. Okay. slash side meal. So we have like the main turkey, the mashed potatoes, stuffing, all okay. of that, but then like pasta and meatballs has always been a thing. It's been like my dad's whole side of the family. Every holiday, every like get together. My mom like made her own spin on the recipe. So it's like been such a core meal of like our Italian family. So I'm like, this is happening. <laughs> Cause I don't really even like turkey that much. I'm like, right, I'm here for the pasta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's such a fun tradition and it's so unique, but it's still, like you said, it's special to your family and it's who you guys are and it's something you can carry on. That's really sweet. It's fun. It's, it's great. Pasta at every meal, you know, that's the Italian way. <laughs> Can't get it wrong. Yep. <laughs>
1: Give Can't me all the wrong.
0: carbs. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so great just to hear a little bit about your story and your journey and kind of what it looks like for you and especially... With the holiday season, I know, like you mentioned, there's a whole other side of just challenges and things you have to consider about as a bonus mom. And I just really appreciate that you not only are embracing that and embracing all these different roles, but you are trying to create this content out there so other people feel like they have the resources and support they need. And it's just really Neat and exciting to see that at work and at play. And we will make sure in our show notes to link some of those resources. So if you are listening in today and you are just resonating and you want to find more info, we will make sure all of that is easily accessible for our listeners. Thank you so much.
1: It's been so awesome to just share my story. And like I said, when I first started out in this whole bonus mom journey, I felt like, where are other people who are going Mm. through this? And what do I do? And I was looking for things that were more real stories and less complaining because I was just so, as much as I was overwhelmed, I was so excited and still am excited to be exactly where I am. And just, yeah, if there's other ways for people to know that, like, hey, you're not alone. And yeah, this is hard, but this is also awesome. Like that's my personal goal to just create spaces where people can talk about this. So I'm just so appreciative of you and your team just for having me here and letting me talk about the ups and downs and craziness of
0: being a bonus mom. Mm, What's so good. I hope you and your family have just a great Christmas and a great holiday season and that you are able just to enjoy some uninterrupted time with them amidst all that you have going on. Thank you. You too. I told you, Marissa wears many hats and she has a lot going on, but I so appreciate her willingness to be vulnerable and authentic and just open up about some of the challenges, some of the rewards, and just overall what it's like to be a bonus mom and juggle all of these different roles. Hearing her talk about the pressures and self-imposed expectations she placed on herself as she tried to make up for the lost time that she missed out with her son, I could just relate and resonate even just with the day-to-day of what I feel as being a mom at any age and stage. I loved her encouragement that We don't have to tackle everything, but really it's just the day-to-day simplicity of showing up and loving and finding those tiny moments in the everyday. I know with the holidays, that can be a challenge for anyone at any stage of life with any different family style. And it's really important for us to remember that as we approach the holidays in the next few weeks, that we do just keep open communication with those in our family and we lead with love and we make sure that we have an open heart and we are able to build these memories with our families, knowing that for many, many people this year's holiday season will look very different than what last year looked like. I hope you enjoyed hearing Marissa and and I challenge you to remove any self-imposed expectation that you might have placed on yourself literally today as you're listening to this, or maybe there's some kind of expectation you have just placed on yourself for the holiday season in general. Remember, show yourself grace. It's okay if you can't do it all. Ask for help and really just make sure you are investing your time and resources to where it really matters.